This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to another episode of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. In today's episode, first of all, we're going to be looking at game four of round two, the Blues and Predators, which was played on Tuesday. I know it took me a couple days to get back to this, but I wanted to have one episode where we preview that game. And then we looked ahead to game five, which will be played tonight at seven o'clock central. The other game uh, tonight would be the Ducks and Edmonton. In my mind, I think Edmonton has played better, even though the series is now tied at two. I really like Edmonton's chances against this Duck team, but the Ducks are very physical. So before we get into the preview of the Blues game tonight, let's go ahead and go over game four and figure out exactly uh, how this ended and why it ended this way. Both teams, I thought, came out playing hard. Both goalies were up to the task often and early. Uh, just a great fun period to watch whether you're a Blues fan or a Predators fan. One thing I will say is that uh, the Blues just just really laid everything out. I don't think they could have done much more in this first period to get uh, pucks on the net. Uh, I think they actually outplayed Nashville, even in their home arena. Uh, Pekka Rene was awesome. He stopped Tarasenko twice in the first period. Some great opportunities. Uh, Sabotka set him up once, and and I'll tell you, just some awesome opportunities in this first period. Alex Steen even got in on blocking some shots. He lost his stick, and just as Roman Yossi was going to shoot, he just stuck his foot out there, and I'm sure that hurt, but he blocked a shot to help Jake Allen out. Let's go ahead and get to those first period highlights. He'll move it. Arvidsson now with his back to the play. Picked off by Schwartz. Tarasenko shot. Handled by Rene. Oh, a really good save here by Pekka Rene off the St. Louis Blues' most dangerous offensive weapon, Vladimir Tarasenko. This is an area where if you're the Predators, you do not want him shooting from. A turnover right here by the Predators, and a puck quickly gets out to Vladimir Tarasenko in a grade-A scoring area. Goes off the stick of Bo Meester to Schwartz. And Rene read that all the way. A good job by Pekka Rene. St. Louis so far. Stastny loses that face off to Ryan Johansson. A turnover. Rene said no. Tarasenko in the dead slot again. Kelly Yarncroft. Colin Wilson right in. Turned up by Allen. Big scramble out in front. Yarncroft has control. Up top. Yossi. His shot. Canceled by Steen who's down. Ellis off the body. You can't believe this. the block that Alexander Steen just made here with his left foot. What an action-packed first period. Uh, like I said, both teams played well, but I thought the Blues really carried the play. They outshot Nashville 9-7, to and I think they had a lot more opportunities and quality chances than Nashville did in that first period. So going out of the first period, guys, it's 0-0. Zero to zero. It's the kind of game you expect in the playoffs. It's a tough game, physical game, some quality chances on both sides. Pecorine, Jake Allen coming up big for each team, and we're headed to the second. In the second period, it would be much the same. But to me, the highlight of that second period uh, would have been Jake Allen's save on Artivis and just a 
minute and 52 seconds in to keep it at zero to zero. Shot looking for a tip, none available. Moving in, Yannick Weber. Out of the corner, they reset a shot. Allen says no. Great opportunity. Flashing through the middle of that time, Victor Arvidsson. Well, this zone time for the Predators started with a huge hit by Austin Watson and really has gotten the crowd into this period. Jay Bomeister talking to Jean Bear right there. He didn't like the hit by Austin Watson. See right here, Matt Irwin gets this puck to the net. And eventually the Predators just do a really good job of creating zone time. I'll tell you, the Predators came out in the second and it was, uh, it was game on and... The Blues played well, too, but, man, what a great save by Jake Allen. But I would have to agree with Jay Bowmeister. Uh, that was not a clean hit. That should have been a penalty, and it wasn't called. But, you know, you can't gripe about the penalties. You got to keep moving forward, and the Blues did. They continued to play well in the second period, but they can't shake Nashville. Nashville's playing very well, too. Both goalies, again, came up huge in that second period. I would say there was a few, maybe a real great chance uh, for each team, but the others were just so-so, and the Blues actually outshot Nashville in that second period, 9-8. to eight. Going into the third, the Blues really need to come out big, just like Nashville did early in the second with this opportunity with Allen, but sad to say, it wouldn't be the Blues that came out quick, it would be Nashville, and Jake Allen really had to be on his uh, head to make these saves. Moved along by Matt Irwin. Neal off the paddle of Allen. Loose, available for Fisher off the body. What a stop! Allen a dandy on James Neal. Wow. He is supremely out of position right here. Once this hits the shin pad, there's no way he could have reacted any better than he did right there. This is all about competing and finding a way to come up with a save. This is not technique. It's about battle, and Jake Allen right there battled his tail off to come up with that toe save. Just an amazing save. You guys have got to go back and watch that video. He was headed in one direction and just stuck his toe out, and the puck went right off of it. Jake is doing the best he can. But, you know, you can't control everything, Jake, and uh, there would be a scrum. And for some stupid reason, which I don't understand, the Blues got the extra minor, which I'm sure if you tried to get the rest to explain it, they probably couldn't either. Uh, this should have been a uh, four on four uh, after there was uh, penalties, but uh, they got a five on four and uh, it would end up killing the Blues. Jake did all he could to keep this puck out. But man, when you give up these rebounds and you can't keep them and you can't clear them out, Bad things happened to you, and it did right here, and it gave Nashville a one to nothing lead. Now P.K. Subban along the boards. Forsberg walks it. His shot clock loose. Allen's down. Ellis with a shot. He scores! Ryan Ellis on the power play. Breaks the ice. Well, Ryan Ellis, the hottest Nashville predator in the lineup, continues his strong play. He had a good keeping earlier, and then eventually they do a good job of working it. Subban gets it over to Ellis. A good little exchange here up top. Eventually they're shot by Forsberg, not able to control the rebound is Jake Allen, and then it's scramble mode for the St. Louis Blues. Jake does everything he can to make those saves. Just on that last one, he couldn't corral the, the rebound, and it went right out to Ellis about, oh, 8 to 12 feet out. 
and you're not going to miss uh, too many of those when Jake's on his back and it puts uh, them up one to nothing. That goal would be Ryan Ellis's fourth of the playoffs. He's been play, playing very well for them against the Blackhawks and now the Blues. And Wilson gets his first assist, the power play goal, five minutes and nine seconds into the third. The Predators' one to nothing lead would not last very long. Uh, Wilson got the puck out of his own end, and Perron went to get it, and Perron massively mishandled it. This goal, in my mind, is Perron's fault. And it went right to uh, uh, Neil, and he did this awkward turnaround shot and beat Jake Allen cleanly. I don't think Jake was expecting him to shoot it then, and it gave the Predators a late uh, two-goal lead in the third period. Portuzo, but Colin Wilson does a good job to get it out. Yeah, good job by Wilson there. Available puck, Neil with a shot. He well, James Neal has one of the best wrist shots you'll find in the National Hockey League. A good job by Colin Wilson to chip that puck out. David Perron's not able to get it to Carl Gunnarsson with enough mustard. And Neal just flings this puck to the net. But it all starts with a great play by Colin Wilson to chip it out. And a good stick by Neal to get an intercept right there on David Perron. And look at that shot. This is not what you wanted to happen if you're a Blues fan. You get behind one to nothing. You start to put some pressure back on Rene. Wilson clears the puck. Perron makes a huge mistake, and uh, Neil makes him pay for it. That would be James Neal's second goal of the playoffs. It was unassisted, 13 minutes and three seconds in, and Nashville has a 2 to nothing lead. A lot of Blues fans are down at this point. I was a little down myself watching it. I didn't think the Blues would be able to muster anything, but these are the Blues, and they didn't give up. And uh, the hero from the first series... It just came through for us again. Joel Edmondson, 16 minutes and 11 seconds in, gets the Blues on the board and gives them some hope with his third goal of the playoffs and cuts the lead 2-1. to one. Corner. Rory Laterra. Held in by Steen. His shot blocked in front. Rebound for Edmondson. They score! Joel Edmondson does it again. What a story he's been in the playoffs. And St. Louis cuts the lead in half. Well, with that goal, Joel Edmondson ties his regular season total. And this is one heck of a shot. And the Blues do a good job. Puck stays in right here. Steen gets it to the net. It's a block. And then Edmondson just comes in, tees this one up through a screen. Vladimir Saboka in front, providing the screen on Rene. And Rene never sees this puck. This is a perfectly placed shot. A huge goal for the Blues. A huge goal by Edmondson. I, I thought he played a great game overall. Gets his third goal of the playoffs. Steen gets an assist. His fourth, Steen had a strong game. Latera gets his third assist. 16 minutes and 11 seconds in. The Blues are on the board. It's just 2-1. to one. So they've got three minutes and 49 seconds left to do something. Would they be able to muster another scoring opportunity? Would they be able to get on the board and tie this game up and take it to overtime? Well, they would have a scoring opportunity, but let's see if they were able to tie it up. Side, Tarasenko. Stastny on the wall. Straight away, Steen. His shot blocked. Stastny, great save by Rene, and recovery stop. They fight for it in the crease. Pecorine's got it. That flurry of offense by the Blues was just about 40 seconds left in the game, and they almost tied it. What a great opportunity. Glad to see this team didn't give up. They fell short. They lost the game, and it's now three games to one in Nashville's favor. But it's a great sign to see that they did not give up. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of this game. 
The Blues had 33 shots on goal. Nashville had 25 power plays. The Blues were 0 for 2. Nashville was 1 for 4. And, uh, you know, just a bad penalty that they gave the Blues on that. It should have been uh, offsetting uh, penalties, but it wasn't. 53% face-offs. The Blues actually won this game in face-offs. 47% for the Predators. Edmondson had the lone goal for the Blues as third of the playoffs. Steen had a strong game, had an assist. Letera had an assist. And Jake Allen, guys, did everything he could to win this game for the Blues. He made 23 out of 25 saves, and a lot of those were just amazing saves. Ellis gets a power play goal as fourth. Neal gets a goal as second. Wilson gets an assist. And Pecorini makes 32 out of 33 saves. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game press conference where we're going to hear from Paul Stasny, Robert Bertuzzo, and, of course, Ryan Reeves. And then we'll hear from Coach Mike. He's going to talk about the Blues play and how he thought they played very well. But he's also going to talk about that penalty that just totally destroyed him and how he thought that that it should have been uh, uh, offsetting penalties. But it wasn't. Let's go ahead and get to those interviews now. Our backs are against the wall here. we we got to do something. Like I said, that last game, we had a lot of chances and and created a lot to score. um, They didn't go in, but... uh, you know, we got Bella that we're feeling good. We're we're not lacking any confidence. We know that. And, uh, you know, just because he switches lines like that, that doesn't mean much for us. I think we know something needs to happen. If, I mean, if you lose a couple games in a row, obviously you got to shake things up a little bit. And uh, this way you just spread it out a little bit. But as a player, you, you kind of get it, though. When oh, yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, you got to find a spark, I think, sometimes. And this is what happens. And, um, you know, if this doesn't work throughout the game and then we need something, then I'm sure lines will switch throughout the game. But I think we're, we're focused on... on what each guy can do individually to help out the guys next to each other. And, uh, you know, if we give an effort like we did last game where we're playing for each other and give it, let it on the line, um, I think we'll be happy with what comes out of game five. Paul, uh, you know, it's just been a different year. The transition, the coaching change, the coaching waiting, all that. But here you are, you know, like you just said, backs against the wall. Just, I know you're confident, but what's the mood going into tomorrow? I mean, do you feel like you keep this thing going? Yeah, I think so. I think... Uh, you know, I think we're, if we didn't feel like we were in the games, it's a different mood. But I think uh, every game's been a one-goal game, and uh, you know, the first game in Nashville, we didn't come, we didn't play that well, and then we're still in it, play better at the end. I thought last game was probably it was our best game of the series, and then you know, it's basically a coin toss of a game. They've been like that all the time, so um, you know, it's it's you don't you don't want to look at the big picture. You just want to look at one game, and it's just not hardest to win one game, and uh, it goes both ways. So I think we'll just leave it all out there and. and um, kind of feed off the crowd when we have to, but uh, you know, I don't think there's any mindset in here that thinks tomorrow's going to be our last game. I think we, we, we're going there playing tomorrow to win, and then you know that's all we can focus on, and you know whatever happens, I'll worry about that after the game. You played with Sobey much at all? Or? Uh, no, just a few times there with Steiner and throughout the game, but um, again, similar player, kind of, I think anyone who's smart, who, who can read the play, is easy to play with, and uh, kind of, you know, has similar uh, traits of Schwartz there where away from the puck I think he finds time he finds ways to give you time and space and vice versa so um, you know playing with him a few times out there and just it, it just it seems very natural you know it's, there's a lot of belief in this locker room um, I think that's where things are, are going to turn around for us if, as if we're confident in our group and uh, you know we're a confident group we feel like every game could have could have gone either way um, we know we have another gear and, and that's where uh, we'll have to take it to you get some confidence knowing that, you know, as tight as these games have been, like you guys have been right there the whole time in this series? Yeah, it's hard to look at it like, you know, we could have won every game, but um, you know, we were there um, 
want to come out and say, you know, the series should be different. You know, they've, they've played well too. So um, I think the biggest thing is just being in the now um, and focusing on tomorrow. What's been the biggest thing for this club in the past three months or so where it seems like when you guys face the biggest adversity is when you step up and play some of your best hockey? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's just uh, comes from within the locker room, um, a belief we have in, in doing the right things. And it um, doesn't matter who's in and out of the lineup, uh, you know, whether we're down in games, obviously down in a series, if you want to look at it that way. Um, it's just a belief that if we do the right things and raise our level, um, good things will come our way. And has anyone shared any personal experiences about overcoming large deficits or giving you guys tips as far as mindset to take when trying to come back from a 3-1 hole? Uh, no, no one's been vocal about past experiences. Uh, we're not sure if we really have anyone who's been in a hole like this and been able to come back. But uh, you know, like I said, the biggest belief we have is that uh, if we do the right things and um, we keep elevating our game, good things will come our way. Yeah, um, you know, obviously we're familiar with each other and um, we know how to play. I think um, we had a couple, we had a tough game last time we were together. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you're going to see a big bounce back by us. I, I think we, us three know that we need to contribute a little bit and uh, chip into this game tomorrow. What's your confidence like knowing you're facing the same challenge now as a team? I suppose you just look at it as one game to win, right? Not three. Our confidence is just like during the regular season when everybody thought we were out of the playoffs. Um, and we all knew in this dressing room that we weren't. Uh, we were stumbling, but uh, we weren't out. And uh, it's the exact same attitude. You know, we, we've stumbled, and uh, we've jumped right back on top. So uh, it's the exact same attitude. We're bringing it in tomorrow, um, and we're getting right back to work. Are you upset that you didn't get one? Petro said he was upset. Well, I, I'm more upset about the call. You know, I, I'll be the first to admit, I, I know that we could have killed the penalty, but I thought that they did a really good job lobbying for, for that. And uh, they, I mean, every stoppage, they're they're yelling at the refs, they're talking to the refs, and uh, and obviously it worked there. It's worked all series. Let's be honest. Game one, we had one one game where we've had more power plays than them, and uh, the other three, um, they're winning that category clearly. It's a zero zero game and ten guys in a scrum. I mean, you're just assuming that it's going to even out and well, you know, guys it, continue to play. The way the game was going, it was a rough game, and if you want to, you know, if you want to send a message like that, that it's going to be one guy. I think that there was many opportunities in the game. I don't know why that was all of a sudden chosen. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to make excuses. Like I said, we could have killed the power play, but uh, and we didn't. But that's that's a tough one to swallow. You know, we, we've, we've played four games, and we've given up the first goal each time. And, uh, and obviously, uh, I think we're due. Also, you had a power play, but you wipe it out with the too many men. Just how do you shoot yourself in the foot? Yeah, that was that was just not good on our part, and, and that's you know but we get down and uh, and obviously frustrating, um, you know, to be down the way that we were competing and the way that we were engaged in the game, the way that we went down uh, with the penalty call, and and uh, it took us a little while to regroup after that. There things that were better that you saw tonight, and it's just the bottom line. You've well, come I'm, out here with two. Goals. I'm really proud of what our guys brought to the table tonight. The intensity-wise, uh, you know, the way that they're committed, the way that they played for each other, uh, you know, it was a real tough, tight checking game both ways. I think both teams were were having to fight their way through it, and uh, and I think we were doing a good job with that. Obviously, they grabbed the first goal, and you felt like in a game like that, that was going to be a key moment. Tough mistake there too. I mean, one nothing game, you're one shot away, and then once they get the second one, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, you know what though, that's 
that's okay. You know, it's uh, it's frustrating. We knew that this was a good team coming in, and uh, we'd we'd like to be in a better position than we are right now. But we're we're excited to take uh, you know what we're seeing out of ourselves after tonight and take it to another level uh, going back home. Happy with things tonight, but obviously two goals in two games. How do you generate more? Than yeah, well, that's 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 what we have to look at right now. Whether it's combinations, whether it's uh, you know, obviously power play, we're going to have to switch that up right now. Um, but uh, I think more than anything, we have to make life tougher on their goalie. I don't think we have. Um, when we do, we see some scrambles and we see some situations where I think we can get them maybe a little bit more, um, you know, chasing things. But uh, but I think we can do a better job of that. The Blues get a tough loss in game four and go down three games to one. You know, Coach uh, Mike is right. Uh, that is a terrible time if you're a referee to call that type of penalty. I don't care if another team is bitching and moaning about, uh, you know, things after every single whistle, which the Predators d- did that, and they did that in the Chicago series. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to call penalties, call penalties. If it's a penalty, the Blues, uh, uh, you know, draw one, then, hey, Call it, but don't call it because another team is whining and complaining to you every single whistle. Call the game like it's supposed to be called. You know, that that is just a perfect example of when a referee uh, listens to a team and calls that extra penalty. J- just ridiculous in my mind. And the refereeing in this uh, series and also in other series has been crazy. These new refs they brought in this year are terrible. They either get in the way of players, they get in the way of pucks, they're not in the right position. Guys on all the way down at the end of ice are calling penalties, you know, 75 feet away from them, and the pen, the ref looking right at the guy doesn't call it. Let's let's shore it up, guys. Call the game like it's supposed to be called. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say the Blues lost the game because of that. You know, Nashville did get a goal. If it was a penalty, then call it. If Nashville, you know, has a draws a gets a penalty, call it. If the Blues get a, you know go after somebody, call it. Don't just sit there and call it because somebody's been snapping at you all night. Uh, that's enough of my rant for now. The Blues can still win this series. Is there a good chance? No, guys, there's not. There's not a good chance at all. It's hard to beat any team three games in a row. Uh, you know, could I see the Blues winning tonight? Yeah, I, I could see that. I think they're going to come home. Uh, then they should play a really good game. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Uh, there's not a lot to fault them in game four, except I do agree with Coach Mike. There needs to be some more pressure, some sustained pressure on Pecorine, and not just one or two shots or one shot. And, uh, you know, he, the puck gets out of there. The Blues need to put some more pressure on him and more bodies in front. Jay Bowmeister had that great opportunity after that shot, but just was not able to put it past him. And we just need more stuff like that. The Blues have to do that. And if they're going to call this game, you know, close like that, then be careful what you do. You know, be physical, but, uh, you know, don't don't take stupid penalties. I think if the Blues do that, they'll be all right in tonight's game. That game will be at 7 o'clock Central on uh, uh, NBC Sports. I'm looking for a very good game from Jake Allen. If he plays like he did in game four, the Blues should be fine. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this game recap and a look ahead uh, to game five. Uh, my name has been Lance Descott. This is a drop podcast. Don't forget to join us for the game five recap in which I hope we are talking about a blues win and not the end of the season. Um, so uh, everybody also, Hey, don't forget there's a game on after the blues. 
the Ducks and uh, the Oilers. That should be a good game also. So your night is filled with hockey. Get with your spouse, your best friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever, and and uh, go to a go to a local uh, establishment. Have a few uh, frosty ones and uh, just go out and have a good time. But always be responsible. Drink responsibly, guys. Don't get stupid. Thanks again for joining me. And of course, we end each podcast with Let's Go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lambsd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.